What's good, y'all? What's up with it? Yeah, it's your girl, Poppy. And I'm Joanna, but you can call me Joe. What's good, y'all? It's Sierra, and you're tuned in to Girl, Let Me Tell You. Okay, let's go ahead and get into this gig with the question of the day. So for those that don't know, all of us have our college degrees, period. Love that for us. So I want to know what y'all's favorite college experience is and why. Sierra, go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I went through college, most of college with like my best friends. And so one year we moved off campus. And so at our house, we named it KBC. And that wasn't enough either. So we had like a whole photo shoot. We got these pictures of us, just not regular pictures. And just like being goofy. And that wasn't enough also. So then we went a step further and we have like a theme song. But like the theme song is like etched out of um, the Backyardigans. If y'all ever seen that kid show, it's just, it's just wild. So I think my best college experience is going through it with like, my best friends because no sense whatsoever yes I can agree I can attest to the no sense having friends I think my favorite memory would be one of the first times that we had a fire drill in our dorm we were all like hanging out in the lobby area I think just jamming the music and just being stupid and when we had the fire drill we knew it wasn't real so we kind of weren't taking it seriously tell me why we coming out the building blasting new flame by Chris Brown you gonna be my baby and we're like hey new flame fire drill and we like went across the street to the park and we're sitting on this table and we was like rapping and just being stupid just being college students and i just remember looking at them and being like this is so fun i love y'all this is great (laughs) yeah no, I love that. I think one of my favorite memories from undergrad was get, getting into the SGA executive cabinet. So I went to Oklahoma State, super big school, very small fish in a really big pond. And so that was a very monumental moment for me to be like, dang, girl, you doing it. Like, girl, you on the executive cabinet at SGA at Oklahoma State? Um, so I feel like for me, that was probably one of the coolest moments. And the woman got up there, she had this like awesome speech. And I was like, oh my God, I'm a leader. It was just, it was just surreal. That was a great question, Joanna. And I think it just segues us perfectly into today's episode and today's special guest, because our guest is actually a teacher, y'all. And not only is he a teacher, but he's also a reverend. (laughs) And not only he's a reverend, but he's a recent graduate of Vanderbilt University. And he's not done yet. He's going to get that PhD. So he's just all in the realm in the world of education. And yes, I keep saying he because he is also our first male guest on the Girl Let Me Tell You podcast. And we are just so excited to have him here and to host him on this show. So y'all make some noise, give a hoot and holla, give a little shout to the Lord, our Savior Jesus Christ, for Reverend Brandon L. Woolley. What's up, everybody? I am Brandon Woolley. I am from Austin, Texas, a graduate of Wiley College and a, a graduate of Vanderbilt University. Um, and I'm just so excited to be on with you all. Thank you all for having me. 
Yes, thank you for thank being you. here. For sure. <laughs> I'm excited. So we're just going to go ahead and dive right into it this time for this interview. And I want to start with um, education. So you just said you went to Wiley, you just graduated from Vanderbilt. Um, why is education important to you? For the Black community, education has always been important. Um, it goes beyond trying to get a scholarship for sports, trying to get a scholarship for third-party opportunities. Um, one thing that was instilled in me and that I want to instill in my students, what I live by is that nobody can take your mind from you. And so if you get a few letters behind your name, even a high school diploma, nobody can take your mind from you. So education is very important because it was instilled to me based upon the community that I come from. Very interesting. So mm -hmm. in saying that, you know, that was something that instilled in, that was instilled in you from the community that you come from. Um, mm -hmm. Was school for you growing up always like super important? Like what was your, like your school like when you were growing up? Actually, I hate school. Even to this day, school is not my thing. It's something that I just wish I could hurry up and get through. Um, but I was always taught by my dad, if you're going to start something, make sure you finish it. And so if I'm in education and getting a degree, I want to be sure that I get all the degrees that I possibly can get while I can. Um, but my life's journey in education has been a process. I remember in second grade, my second grade teacher uh, was an older lady of another persuasion. And she would often say to me when I got in trouble or I was being bad or disrespectful that I would never graduate high school. She would often have conversations with her coworkers in hallways, and I would be removed from the classroom to sit in the hallways. I could always remember her saying, he's never going to amount to anything. He's never going to be a graduating high school senior. He's never going to make it. We might as well give up now. It even got to the point that um, I kept getting in trouble, not knowing what I did. Now, there are some stuff that I did do. I was, I was that kid, right? Uh, I remember getting exactly. I remember being sent to the principal's office, and the principal got so sick of seeing me in the hallway or in her office. She says, "I'm not going to give you another opportunity to come back to this school or to be a part of this classroom again. I'm just going to send you to an alternative school." And although my teachers were white, it was a black woman principal who didn't give me a chance. She only saw what I was labeled as. As a result, I was labeled as ADD, ADHD, dyslexia, and on paper, it said that I was an endangerment to myself and those around me. He cannot be entrusted mm -hmm. in a classroom setting without a police officer or a mental health counselor present. Pause. <laughs> Wait, pause. <laughs> a lot. Whoa, 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 Seriously. whoa, whoa. Seriously, and this is all second grade. Second grade. second grade, second grade, and you need a cop? Second grade. No, that's All what I'm that. saying. And I was told by the cops and by the principals and by the administration that if I were to come back on this campus or go to any campus events, such as football games, basketball games, or any of the district events, I would be arrested. Second grade. As a, as a second grader? Second grade. So education has always been a journey. I got to the alternative school and every teacher in the alternative school, ironically, was a judge. And the judge was so demanding on strict rules and things that we have to follow. Um, so I got through my journey of alternative school and they gave me an opportunity to come back to the school that I was kicked out of. But the teachers and the principal said, 
No. So as a consequence, I had to go to another school district in Austin, fourth grade now. Um, and of course, I was still going through this process in my head that I'm not good enough to be in a classroom setting. They didn't like me at the last school. Of course, they're not going to like me at this school. And that went throughout all of elementary school until I got to sixth grade. I met a lady named Belita Denman. She was my history teacher. She pulled me to the side one day and she said, God has a light on the inside of you that wants to shine so bright, but you're too busy looking for attention in the wrong places. Ooh. I finally felt seen as a black child. I finally felt seen when my family members tried to beat the badness out of me because of what the teacher said about me. This black woman seen me and spoke life to me when everybody else only saw incarceration. Everybody else only saw kicking in out of school. Everybody else saw ADD, ADHD, a dyslexic child, a child that's an endangerment to himself and those around him. This black woman saw me and gave me a chance to get my act together. Um, and she mentored me throughout middle school and high school. And to this day, she's my godmother. And so I call her my Shiro. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my Shiro. I know she'll be watching. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, that is insane. I, I want to know, like, at, if you can recall, because this was a while ago, but as a kid, like, what's what's going through your head in all this? Like, how, how did that change your perspective on, like, adults specifically? Because I work with kids and I make it a point to try to support them as best as I can, even like the trouble one, the troublesome ones uh, or the kids, as you should say. So like, did that change your perspective on authority, on adults, on teachers, on judges, the system, whatever? The irony is every position of authority that I've encountered, I want it to be as a career. Right. And so my dream job growing up after I met this judge was to become a judge. This police officer who escorted off me off campus. I wanted to be a police officer. Right. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a principal. All of these positions I found interested in because of their authority. Right. And the power that they had. And to do this to a second grader always blew my mind. But I made it my life's mission to rescue some other student like my godmother rescued me. Right despite authority, despite position, um, despite the platform, it's my mission to go and save someone else, someone else, someone else's child, uh, yet alone maybe my children, um, just like my godmother saved me. I just, I have a really big passion for kids and a really special place in my heart for stories like yours. Um, Cause I've always loved education as a kid and I've always loved like, just kids in general. So to hear anytime like a young child is being mistreated, I'm like, what's going on? And I've, I've always believed that you can learn so much from a child. So just to hear that you weren't given that chance, it, it blows my mind. Um, and I hate that that happened for you, but it's kind of great how it worked out for you. Cause you're kind of able to take that story and make it something different and better and be who people thought that you weren't able to be. Um, yeah. yeah, I yeah. appreciate it. And, and the irony is I, throughout high school, I even got to high school with this mindset that I'm not good enough. And so I graduated high school with an intention, trying to make it out by way of sports, mm -hmm. but music was my thing. And that's what I love. And so I graduated high school with a 1.9 GPA. I get scholarships for track, 
one scholarship for football and coaches saw my GPA and were like, yeah, no, he's fast. He's good. <laughs> but no. <laughs> um, and back when I had hair, I went to the barber shop and my barber, don't laugh. My barber was watching the movie Birth of a Nation. And in that movie, there was a soundtrack being played and it was sang by a choir called Wiley College Acapella Choir. I called the school. They were like, yes, we'll put you in contact with the choir director. Called the choir director. He would never answer the phone. I kept calling and I kept calling and I kept calling and I kept calling and leaving voicemail. And finally, it's a week before graduation in 2017. He calls me back and he simply says, Brandon Woolley, I've got all of your missed calls and I've got all of your voicemails. But because you took the time out to call me, I want to give you a full ride to come to Wiley College. He just gave you a full ride scholarship on the spot? So you went to Wiley on a Mm -hmm. music scholarship? That's right. So when you say like music, do you play an instrument? Do you sing? Like what's tea? I sing and I play piano and organ. Okay. On the keys. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to ask you like, what would you say to your younger self now? Like having gone through all of that, having to, you know, be persistent, your mission, all that. What would you say to, you know, younger Brandon today? There's this affirmation that I created and I wish my younger self knew it. And even when I teach today, every class period that I start my classes with, we start with this affirmation. I have students stand on their chairs or stand on their desk and they say it as loud as they possibly can. The affirmation is, I am somebody, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm the above and not the beneath. I'm a leader and not a follower. I'm just as good as anybody because I am somebody. If younger Brandon knew that, I felt like my sense of identity would have been known sooner. Because in church, I was just, I was seen. I was, I felt like I was somebody. But when I leave church, it's like, where'd this go? I love that you brought in, you know, how church made you seen. When did you know that? preaching was for you um so growing up in church I knew God was calling me to be a preacher Mm. I didn't start preaching until my freshman year in college but I knew I had a burning to do it and so I just was complacent in music ministry that's all I wanted to do I just wanted to go teach music be a choir director be a music director at HBCU do something right but this burning I couldn't let it go and so we went home for winter break I text my 90 three-year-old pastor and said, I know I'm called to preach. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And he didn't say nothing back to me until Sunday morning. He looked at me and said, come here. I came up to the pulpit from the back of the church. And before I could physically sit in the seat next to him, my soul sat down. That's when I knew I was supposed to be here. Whatever room you walk into and your spirit don't sit down in the seat before you physically sit down, are you supposed to be there? The Bible says God will open up windows for you, that you won't have room enough to receive all the blessing that he will give you. But in order to get those blessings, it requires for you to do your part. Ignore the third party voices and follow the voice that you know is on the inside of you. You better know the word. I know that verse. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Rev, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I know I enjoyed it. I know Poppy and Sierra did as well. And I hope y'all listening and watching did. 
And um, you definitely dropped some gems on us that I hope y'all are picking up and putting in your back pocket to save for later. <laughs> um, but you mentioned something about process earlier. And before we kind of get into our open discussion, I want to know what is process for you and like, why is that so important? Why is that a theme for you? Process to me is dying to myself and submitting to what God has for me. It's uncomfortable. We don't like it. It's frustrating. It's lonely. But process requires a letting go of something and submitting to God, someone higher than you are. Interesting. So does everyone have a process in a sense, or is it more so that everyone has a journey in just one process? Yeah, I think journey and process are different because you make okay. up your journey. You decide which path you want to take. You decide which door you want to walk to or which seat you want to sit in. The process is different. Only God can design process in such a way that all things work together for your good, right? Only God can do that. And process does something to an individual that a journey cannot. So there's an, there's an end thing to the process. The journey is continuing. That's like the biggest sure. distinction. Sure. Okay. I like that, Joanna. I like that. I like that. Did I just make sense? You did. You made sense, sis. <laughs> hey. I'm understanding things. I am understanding did I just make sense? things. Yes. Okay, so now that I'm kind of understanding process and where we're at with all that, um, like Poppy mentioned, I believe you're our very first male guest of the Girl Let Me Tell You podcast, and we're all about women and girl power and sisterhood because we're fabulous. Um, so it's really interesting for us to have you here to have your male perspective and in the spirit of male perspective and us being, you know, powerful women, we would Absolutely. like to know how does a relationship play a part in this process that you speak of? Does it play a part? Is there anything that you would like to share as far as a relationship in your process? Lord, help me. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fine. Um, I think the number one question that one should ask themselves as it relates to relationship is not, can I see myself falling in love with this person? The number one question that one should ask themselves should not be, can I see myself having a family with this person? Or can I see myself having a child with this person? The most important question that one should ask themselves is, can I see myself growing with this person? Can I see myself being a helpmate to this person? Or how does this person feed my spirit? It's easy to feed your flesh with anybody now, but only few can feed your spirit. Is it more important to first think about what you can offer to that person or what they can offer to you, given that we're in this process? What you can offer to yourself, because you can't offer nothing to yourself. How are you going to try to feed somebody else? Interesting. So, Rev, I'm, let's be real for a second. Let's be real. Go ahead. Listen to me, Rev. You speak very differently and have a very different perspective. I'm gonna speak for myself, for most of the guys that I know and the guys that I've come in contact with. Sure. So it's easy to be like, oh yeah, that's good. That's good, Rev. I'm taking note of that. But in my like real life situations, I'm thinking like, okay, where where is this at? So my question is like, how can you tell, Rev, if someone comes to you 
not half a person? Like, what are the what are the signs? Are there signs that they're the half a person? Are there signs that they're a whole person? How am I supposed to tell Rev if this person has established a foundation before they've come to me? Who are you? That's the question. Like, if you don't know who you who you are, who you are as an individual, I'm, likewise, you don't know what you stand for, you don't know what you believe in, and you don't know what I could do for you or how I could be there for you, versus vice versa, right? How you going about asking a person who they are, who who they are, who they are not? That's on you. Well, Poppy is staring on me. I'm straight up. I'm gonna walk up to you. Who are you? Okay, it's the fact that Joanna is sitting right here, about to take everything that Brandon just said and apply it Literally. to her life. And she's about to walk up to me and be like, who are you? Who are you? Brandon who told are me you? to just come up to you and say, who are you? <laughs> so that's what but I'm doing. The blessing is, Joe, they will show you who they are. Do you that's think true. that actions speak louder than words? That's what I was going to ask. Because I think for Absolutely. me, when I am <clears throat> dealing with these men out here in these streets, they can say anything in the world. They could be the nicest person. Oh, you so beautiful. You a queen. You did. Da, 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 da. But if your actions are not lining up with your words, I'm like, Absolutely. everything that you're saying is like invalid. They will, mm-hmm. they will show you. Maya Angelou said it. When people show you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's also another thing for me. I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like when people get into relationships, um, there's this like, what's the word? There's these like blinders that come on mm-hmm. and they can only see the good. They can only see the best out of this person. And that might come with time. That might come with just people wanting to put their best foot forward because they want to show out for this person or be the best Absolutely. version of themselves. And so like, for me, I feel like sometimes it can be distracting when you're getting into relationships, when you're dating, because, you know, when you're outside of the relationship, you can see your goals, you can see your plan, your vision, but then it's like another person comes into that and you have to start thinking about things differently. So I think my question for everybody across the board is, do you think that relationships are distracting or are they distracting for you specifically? And if you can, give an example. We love to get the tea, as Joanna says. If you're intentionally you know, trying to pursue someone to grow with them, um, then I don't think it can be. But also, I think more so that they are in a, for me, because all of the relationships that I've had, obviously, where they at, though, they were a distraction because they're no longer here. Was it a distraction or was it an opportunity for you to grow and or learn what you do want in a future partner? Because I feel like relationships can be a distraction, um, but if they don't work out, I feel like there's always some type of lesson in it. Um, But maybe that's just my mindset and the way that I look at situations. I see that. I think for me, it was a distraction, um, but I knew it was a distraction because this I'm speaking on a time when I wasn't being intentional about being in a relationship. Um, So I knew what would come with that, but I really didn't care. So I was intentionally operating in dysfunction and distracting myself from my responsibilities. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. I I agree. I think it depends on where the person is. Those of you who know me, my DMs be popping. And I don't say that arrogantly. And it's not so much so no, stop, because I was going to get into that. That was going to be my next question. So go ahead and get into it, Rev. Go ahead, Rev. My, my DMs be popping. There, uh, there are people who 
have the intention of being with this preacher. They like the position of power and authority that a preacher mm. has. And they're like, I want you. I want to go on a date with you. Like, here's my number. That happens all the time. Likewise, there are people's mothers in my DM saying, I have this daughter that also lives in New York and lives in Florida, and lives in elsewhere that wants to, I think y'all look really good together. Y'all look like, good Whoa, good whoa, wait, wait. <laughs> Wait, wait, seriously, wait. Seriously. We didn't know that the DMs were popping, Rev. Listen, and you got the mamas in the DMs, mama, oh, grandmother. As God is my witness, all of this plays a factor in my my journey, right? If I'm operating out of what I desire, fleshly or desire outside of having a relationship, I mean, listen, I am from the hood now, but I have to be conscious enough within to know and discern what's for me and what's not for me. Because if I can't see her beyond physicality, like if I can't see her spirit, see her grace, see her walk, and if she ain't a black woman, I don't want her. Wow, Rev. Wow, we're going there. <laughs> he said I'm going <laughs> there and I'm not coming back. Girl, let me tell you. <laughs> Girl, let me tell you. I cannot believe it's going down in Rev DMs. <laughs> Who's mama? Just to kind of get up in your business a little bit, Rev, since we spend the tea, are you in a season or a process rather, whatever, are you in something um, where you're in the headspace to pursue after someone? You know, I got a few letters behind my name now, so I've accomplished one thing, right? But I am likewise about to start a PhD program, and I don't know if I could serve her significantly enough and focus on this at the same time. Right. I feel like if I could get this bridge that I'm building in my life put together, foundation is there, the structure is there, the framework is in my mind. If I could create this bridge for us to walk over, I think I can. But right now, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. So get out the DMs. You don't want (laughs) y'all. I am dead. (laughs) Joanna is so ready to hear about these DMs. I just feel it. Listen, there's so many, Joe, I got to tell you. All right, all right. Well, y'all know it's never a girl, let me tell you, episode if we don't have a game time. So let's get into this gig, honey. Today's game is called The Great Debate. (laughs) Wow. that we would get into our debating bag just for a little bit because our guest our special guest today is a teacher he teaches public speaking and debate and so we said let's let's put him to the limit right and today's directions for this game are simple okay we have some pre-chosen topics up for debate I will give each person what they are debating about, and then you will have 30 seconds to state your debate about why this topic or this decision is better than the other. So the first debate is going to be between Joanna and Brandon. And here is your topic. Which is the best superpower? Joanna, you will be debating for flying. Brandon, you will be debating for invisibility. And we will start with Brandon. Joanna said she's going first. <laughs> she said she was going first. Invisibility. Why is it better than flying? It's not. You got 30 seconds. Go. Well, if we're being honest, every t- sometimes or at points in our lives, we have seasons where we want to just go in hiding, right? 
We want to go away from the world, to disappear. Let that be on a vacation. Let that go across the country. Let that just be in a room closed off into the world so we can just have time to sit with ourselves, do self-care and relax. And notice how I'm talking about indivisibility, not just beyond not being seen, but being hidden. For example, the Bible says he or she that dwells in a secret place of the most high shall abide, right? That secret place is being invisible to the world, right? And allowing us to be fed for ourselves between us and God. Boom. You went overtime. <laughs> but did he though? Joanna, Don't it's your black. turn. You're not, you're not the moderator for this. He did <laughs> he did his feel. It's your turn. 30 seconds. Okay, great. Go. Flying is better. I'm gonna keep it cute and simple because these ticket prices are too much. So I'd rather just fly, get myself there, three ninety nine. Okay, Sierra, now we have to discuss who do you feel won this? So my vote is going to this person because I didn't know they were going that way. So my vote goes to Brant. I'm sorry, Joe, but I, I think mine goes there too. So Brandon won that round. I just wasn't prepared. I mean, I just wasn't. I wasn't. When y'all need place. to go somewhere, I'm not flying y'all. <laughs> You can buy your own ticket and I'm going to go for free. Next round is going to be between Sierra and Brandon. Your topic is the worst day of the week. You can choose your day as long as it's not the same day, but the worst day of the week is blank. First up, we're going to have Sierra. You have 30 seconds to state your claim. Go. So the worst day of the week is Tuesday. Tuesday is the worst day of the week because it is still the very much the start of the new week. You have this latter whole week to go towards. So you just have to prepare yourself. You have to be ready. And it's just a long time to get to the weekend. And then once you get to the weekend, you're right back at it. And then it starts the process all over again. So Tuesday, why are you here? We're okay without you. Next, Brandon, you have 30 seconds to state your claim. <laughs> I'm so glad you said Tuesday because my answer is Monday. You get a weekend, Monday morning comes. Don't nobody want to go to work on Monday. Don't nobody want to do nothing on Monday, right? So we can just have Tuesday through Sunday. Perfect. Cute. Keep it short and keep it simple. Hashtag Joe. Now we want to be simple. <laughs> now, now we want to hashtag oh. Joe. <laughs> Joanna, where did your vote go after hearing both of these hmm. statements? Sierra, you're my girl, but I love a good Tuesday. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So your Thank vote you goes to Brandon. Is that what we're hearing? Vote goes to Brandon. I think my vote would have to go to Sierra. I agree. Tuesday is not the best day of the week. I can I can get ready and geared up for a Monday. Like I get because you have the weekend, and then it's like Monday. It's like okay, I know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Tuesday is like, dang, I'm tired from Monday. I can't believe you all that work. Mm-hmm. So my vote goes to Sierra, and since I'm the game host, that's gonna trump your vote. Sorry, Joanna. So Sierra, you're the winner. Thank you. Thank you. Get no love. Thank you. New topic. The egg came before the chicken. Yes or no? Poppy, you will be yes. Brandon, you will be no. Poppy goes first. So I believe that the egg became, that the egg came before the chicken because um, they have to grow into a chicken. So of course the egg was there first. They hacked and then the chicken came out and grew into a full chicken. And that's just what it is. The egg came first. I told you I'm a little slow, and this ain't making no sense to me. I'm so sorry. I don't like the topic. So you, you think, think the, chicken the chicken came before the egg? Yes. 
Yeah. But there was a chicken before the egg. Poppy said there's an egg before there's the There's an egg before the chicken. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's just like mating. You have to have two chickens that mate to produce an egg. Mm. Where did chicken come from? <laughs> where exactly? No. Where did chicken come from? There has to be an egg first. I don't know. I don't like this topic. Sierra, you pick a topic. <laughs> <laughs> what? First of all, I'm reading from the list that we have prepared on today. The egg I can't get no love. I can't. I can't fly for free. My votes don't count, and my topics don't make sense. The topic makes sense to me. So everybody vote who won that round. I'm going with Poppy because Rev came for me just then. I agree. I'm going with Poppy because she gave us more. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. So it looks like, girl, let me tell you, team, two, Brandon, one. This is going to be the, the tell it all debate okay this is between joanna and brandon here's your topic who should be in charge men or women and you know what else i'm gonna do you're not gonna switch it up yeah joanna you are girl let me tell you (laughs) you don't get to say the name and i'm going first (laughs) you don't get to do that to go first wholeheartedly i believe no black women run the world Period. Wait, I, wait, 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 no wait, 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 Okay, whatever. Now we want to be simple. Okay, today I'm team men. So the reason why men should be in charge is because men have always been in charge, so to speak. They've always been higher on the ladder than women. So why not just keep it the same and let everything run the same? This is all sarcasm, by the way. Let ev- <laughs> just let everything be the same. We don't need no change. Men are strong. They have more power and authority. Let's just keep it like that. Whatever. Listen. That's my That's my argument. Okay, but Joanna, can your entire argument really be sarcasm? You can't give us one one thing from the heart. Just need one. Just one. Men. I will give you one thing from the heart. Okay, I'll be from the heart. Okay. I'll be from the heart. You already said Joe P's brother. Girl, let me tell you. Men should be in charge because men are supposed to be leaders. And if you can't lead me, then that's just all I need to know, Okay. You have to be in charge. You're responsible for holding it down. You're responsible for managing the money. You're responsible for disciplining the kids. You're responsible for mowing the lawn because I'm not going to do it. You're responsible for. I'm on you on that part. Look, no, fixing stuff. Okay. I'm not going to do it. Handyman. You're responsible for making me feel safe. Okay. Making me feel protected. Men should be in charge, period, from the heart. Look at you speaking from the heart. Okay. I can be serious. Speaking speak from the heart. <laughs> Wooly, would you like to speak from the heart? 30 seconds. Sure. Women should be in charge because given the current state that our world is in right now, it is man's fault. Politically, economically, socially, you name it, financially, 
But if a woman was given an opportunity to use her voice as a platform to speak truth to power, I wonder where the country would be. Malcolm X said, it best. The most disrespected person in the entire world is a black woman. So women should be in charge. The world would be in a better place. See? <laughs> he was only supposed to have one chance to make his argument. He wasn't supposed to do that second closing statement just then. Because now I'm on his side. We, we, gave, <laughs> we gave you two statements. We had to give him That's two hard. statements. Sarah, where's your vote go? I am going to give this one to Joanna. Yeah! Because <laughs> when Joanna went on her part two, she had she had a list. She had a list, a very valid list. She is a woman herself, but she she recognizes the things of a man, the leadership of a man. And and I gotta go with my sis. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, I think my vote will have to go. I'm not done. I got a part three. <laughs> you don't get no part three. The debate is closing. The arguments have been argued. I think I would have to go with Brandon for this one. Um, because the point that really got me was the Girl Let Me Tell You podcast. And we are all very powerful women and we do great things. And I agree with what he had to say. So I'm going to go with Brandon on this one. And because I'm the game host, Sierra, your vote has been dropped. I'm sorry. Thank you so much. <laughs> So kind of you. Girl, let me tell you, we're trying to win. We have two to one. We have two to two now. We have two to two. He got two. We got two. I think that's a really great place to end. Um, We don't need to debate that anymore. I just want to say thank you so much for playing. This was so much fun. (laughs) The great debate is probably going to go down as like top three games in girl history so far. So thank you so much for playing. Well, y'all, that's all we have for you today. Um, The game was so much fun. I just want to say again to our special guests today, Brandon, thank you so much for coming and chatting with us. To Joanna and Sierra, I tell y'all this all the time, but just thank you for coming on this journey with me. I appreciate you all so much. To all the listeners and watchers out there, we would not be here without you. So thank you as well. Yes, y'all, you know, the conversation does not stop here. But in the meantime, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and be on the lookout because our episodes drop every other Friday at noon. And of course, you know, you can always tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Girl Let Me Tell You Podcast. Thank you all so much. I appreciate each of you for allowing me to be on this virtual platform. I am convinced that the best is still yet to come because all of you have beautiful mindsets. You all are amazing. Your voices are extremely impactful. And I cannot wait to see all the things that God has in store for each of you individually and the Girl Let Me Tell You podcast. And so I pray that all of you who are listening and are watching continue to support these beautiful Black women because the best is still yet to come. And we'll see you next time on the Girl Girl, Let Me Tell You.